Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. It's the Kia Summer Sticker Sales Event, so give your friends something to look at. Like a B&B with an ocean view, an endless field of wildflowers, or a sunset that needs no filter. Make this a summer to share and save with a capable Kia SUV or powerful sedan. See your local Kia dealer or visit Kia.com to learn more. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-334-KIA for details. Always drive safely. Sale applies to purchase of specially tagged 2024 vehicles only. Quantities are limited. Must take delivery by 7824. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Song and Getty Show, and we now take you to the Democratic Socialist Convention of America. Uh, quick point of privilege. Quick point um, of personal privilege. Yes. Um, guys, uh, first of all, James Jackson, Sacramento, he, him. I just want to say, can we please keep the chatter to a minimum? I'm one of the people who's very, very prone to sensory overload. There's a lot of whispering and chatter going on. It's making it very difficult for me to focus. Please, can we just, I know it's, we're all fresh and ready to go, but can we please just keep the chatter to a minimum? It's affecting my ability to focus. Thank you. Thank you, comrade. Okay, is there a speaker against name, point chapter, pronoun? Point of personal privilege. Yes. Please do not use gendered language to, to address everyone. Okay. 
And it went on and on. I would like to hear more of that. Is that oh, something yeah. I can dial up and listen? Oh, yeah. I saw like a 40-minute version of it. How wounded and angry that dude was at the end. Because... Did you say wounded or winded? <laughs> no, both. <laughs> wounded and winded. Could you please not? Hold on. <laughs> All right. I stood up for this. Hold on. Please do not use gendered language to, to address everyone. I, me, am really tired right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Crazy Bill from Fargo, North Dakota. He, him. Please stop using gender language. Uh, that that is like like um uh, an episode of Portlandia. Yes, it's self parody. Unintentional, uh, unintentional self parody. Hilarious. Mm. Oh, speaking of unintentional self parody, just look quickly, Michael. Can I play some audio for you? Because I want to get this in, ladies and germs. This was on MSNBC the other night, and it went. Give me a signal, would you? Something. Oh, we're ready. Like this. Example of that. We have to understand the adversary and the threat we're dealing with. And if we don't understand how they think, we'll never understand how to counter them. So it's little things and language and messaging that matters. The president said that we will fly our flags at half-mast until August 8th. That's 8-8. Now, I'm not going to imply that he did this deliberately, but I am using it as an example of the ignorance of the adversary that's being demonstrated by the White House. The numbers 8-8 are very significant in neo-Nazi and white supremacy movement. Why? Because the letter H is the eighth letter of the alphabet. And to them, the numbers 8-8 together stand for Heil Hitler. Well, I might as well finish it at this point. So we're going to be raising the flag back up uh, at dusk on 8-8. No one's thinking about this. No one's, no one's giving him the advice or he's rejecting the advice. So, so he's not implying that Trump deliberately is saluting Hitler. Except that he's implying it. Well, he says it's ignorance. So on MSNBC, they're saying, yeah, we've declared three days of mourning or whatever it is. We're going to lower the flags. That They chose the day to re-raise the flag based on Hitler. I'm not a fan of Hitler. All right. That was not just on MSNBC. That was on Brian Williams' show, because I was watching it. That was on Brian Williams' show, which is, in theory, kind of a serious show. And him and a bunch of other guests just listened to that and then went on to the next topic. Nobody batted an eye, right? Over that, I mean, that's uh, who's the guy with the frogs? Have uh, the, the, Alex Jones? Yeah, he, that's Alex Jones. Most stuff sets right of genitalia. That's Alex Jones stuff right oh, yeah. there. Yeah. And Brian Williams said, "Hmm, interesting. Okay, yeah. so he's signaling the white supremacists by doing it on the eighth. Interesting. Anyway, in other news, yeah. um, just because I mean, that be guy's a regular guest." Um, uh, back to something else we were talking about briefly. We got this text. Joe was talking about how elephants without dad elephants around were behaving badly. Somebody texted, I saw the documentary on elephants, too. It's amazing. The rhino death stopped immediately after the big old bull was brought in, stopping the young males from acting like bad, uh, bad elephants. Mm-hmm. That's incredible. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's, it's it's incredible and obvious. The pop elephant comes in, says, no, look, they got big flat feet just like us. We're more alike than we are different. Stop. Now you're making it about race. <laughs> most, uh, not most, the vast majority of uh, uh, these murderous scumbags who go around killing people don't didn't have a dad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there you go. That's something. All right.
Um, we, they, so we got another debate coming up in uh, less than three weeks, um, which is just not long enough for me to get ready for it. I mean, I really need a lot of time to prepare Oy. for these Democratic debates. But anyway, so they got a tighter threshold this time around. They're trying to get it down to one night and more like, you know, 10 people or a dozen rather than 20 spread over two nights. So you got to have at least 2%, I think, in four major polls. Right. And uh, that leaves out a lot of people. And what, a couple hundred thousand, 130,000 individual yeah, donors or something That's the only thing like you that, can yeah. manipulate, though. I you think can, so, you yeah. Can ma- you could make that happen if you really needed to get under the wire. Right. The 2% in four major polls ain't easy to pull off for a lot of people. And Marianne Williamson so far hasn't made the cut. Oh, no, no! I want her to, but she hasn't. In a way, the fact that people are so invested in creating this false narrative about me as the crystal lady, wacky new age nutcase, if you really think about it, I must be doing something right that they're so scared, don't you think? Oh, I don't know or if we're scared. Not I don't think we're facing. scared. No, you're you're infinitely amusing. Yes, you're the entertainment portion of the of the debate. And we, put it in and terms we that, thank you for that. Let me put it in terms she would understand. You know that little feather you have at the end of your string, Marianne, that you play with your cats with? Mm. <laughs> yeah, you're like that for a lot of us. That's what you are. <laughs> That's pretty good. That is what she is. But Andrew Yang has qualified for the fall yes! Democratic the debate. The Yanger! Which I don't think he's going to be president, but I like having his uh, his name in there. So I love cool. his style. Uh, the uh, I like the discussion about guaranteed minimum income because it, it it sheds light on a lot of other things that we ought to be talking about as a society. Uh, he's just he's smart. He's funny. He's irreverent. I like his style. And it'll be interesting to have another freaking droning congressman. No, thank you. It'll be interesting to have Biden. Bernie and uh, Elizabeth Warren on the same stage, finally, as you get both wings of the Democratic Party going. And Kamala, who's taken a real blow and dropped in the polls, is probably going to go hunting for Burr. Oof. What does that look like? Oh, she's going to be come out snarling. But I heard somebody talking about this in terms of the Overton window yesterday and, and how it's moved so far so fast. What's that now? The Overton window, Joe. That is, uh, there are different ways to describe it. One way, plain way to describe it is what you can talk about in polite society and either not be, uh, you know, run out of town or ridiculed for. Right. For instance, in the 1800s, uh, I mean, most of American polite society, you could have talked about slavery and how you're for it. You can't do that now. That's moved out. You can't? You can't that's moved out of the Overton window. Interesting. Okay. Bernie Sanders... Uh, definitely moved the Overton window or moved things into the Overton window that weren't there before. You couldn't talk in normal society, really, before he came along about health care for all, universal health care. I mean, that was... Democratic socialism. That was shouted down. That was fringe stuff. Right. And all that sort of stuff. And now that is that that is in the window of acceptable talk. In Cal Unicorni, another great example, of course, the uh, driver's licenses for illegals. And became laughable. Well, started as laughable, ended up as law. Yeah, and you know, you could apply all kinds of issues to that whole Overton window principle of gay marriage or whatever. But um, like, you you could be against gay marriage not that many years ago in polite society, and but fine, you can't now. Um, uh, that 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 is over. But when you get on the Democratic stage, Joe Biden, who uh, his Overton window is from the, the, the early 70s, <laughs> dealing with Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren on over what's acceptable and what's not. And, and to that, to the audience that they'll probably have in front of him, that could be pretty entertaining. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And when is that? In a few weeks? Uh, it's, a, it's a ways away. As usual, we'll August watch it 28th. for you and, and bring you the quote unquote highlights. Yeah, August 28th. We got plenty of time. Yeah. Well, I think. Well. You know, it doesn't matter. If you missed the next five debates, you know what? You'd be okay. 
I'm thinking you'd be just fine. Yeah, read them out. Uh, well, listen to them the next day. Like I said, uh, we'll take care of it for you, and you don't have to torture yourself. Um, speaking of torturing yourself with just being so wrapped up in knots in the modern world, this is great. An attorney uh, friend of Armstrong and Getty sent this along. Evidently, the uh, this appears to be the San Diego County Bar Association. Um, is holding its annual event, and uh, the media has caused bu- or the event has caused buzz, both positive and negative. And the president of the bar said, "I'd like to take a moment to address some of the negative feedback we've received." The theme chosen was white party, and pertains solely to the color of garb worn at this popular themed party, which began in France, and now everybody wears white and all that. Apparently, some people have uh, have uh, were under the impression that it was whites only or was excluding people of color. We want to make sure that uh, you understand that's not the case. So those of you holding protests against this, that's not what we meant. <laughs> a black tie party is not all black people in ties. Wait a minute. Just Wait, it's you know. not? One text we just got before we move on. Nice cat analogy, positive. Sean, keep insisting you don't have three of them. <laughs> I thought that, that's pretty funny. Um, uh, boy, stay away from Wayne Newton. That's one tip I've got for you coming up. If you know who he is, that legendary <laughs> Las Vegas act. That's good advice. In particularly, in particularly his pet monkey, among other things on the way on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. Princeton Review recently named Syracuse University America's number one party school, said people at Syracuse, this is a school? (laughs) Funny joke. Oh, boy. There are tens of thousands of Indian troops in Kashmir trying to get that all settled down. Tens of thousands, and they've got to go complete media blackout for the region. Oh, boy. As India more or less tries to take back the Kashmir region. Wow. Pakistan might not like that, so keep your eye on that. Boy, we had a listener point out via email, it was a great email, that um, that when Kashmir first, you know, the Pakistan got carved off and Kashmir you know, had their status, that it was actually majority Hindu-Indian, but the word came forth from the mullahs and the imams, literally, Muslim families have ten children. Allah demands you have 10 children. Wow. And they systematically change the demographics of it, which is something. Um, I, I, with all due respect, Mullah, uh, we got six and things are nuts around here. <laughs> Any chance we can just, like, uh, call it good at six? Uh, red flag laws are getting a lot of discussion. We had that in the news. We're going to have it again uh, later. And the, there, there's some signs that one of these murder scumbags was uh, pretty crazy, and his mom didn't think he should have a gun. And is there any way for society to work that out? I don't know. We can well, talk about this, that more later. The schools knew for a long time. This guy was suspended a couple of times, as I recall, for various terribly aberrant behavior of the sort that leads you to believe he's pretty nuts and wants to hurt people. How is there no deferral program? Listen, we're not going to sentence you to anything, but just like the drug courts. 
We're going to send you to the weirdo courts. We'll work on that name. But, the you know, the you've obviously got a lot of anger and you talk about hurting people a lot, courts. Right. Difficult constitutionally, but not impossible. So but maybe we'll get to this later this hour because this is pretty good. A guy who is a Marxist-Leninist went to one of these democratic socialist get-togethers that we were mocking a few minutes ago and said, all right, this ain't going to, this ain't working. This is not our future. You know. Wow. I'm a Marxist, but this isn't the path forward. And he wow. explains why. It's pretty good. Well, so stay any, tuned for that. Anytime I'm at... Oh, okay, there's more of that to come. Uh, Steve Lopez is a columnist for the LA Times, and he's a super smart guy, and he's very reasonable, and he's not um, hes not a crazy lefty, nor is he distinctly a righty. He just he, he calls it like he sees it. Um, and he, he went out into various spots in LA to talk to the, the junkies and bums and, um, and homeless people and all. And and he lists quite a few who he talked to, first name and last, and something about their backgrounds, and asked them if he if they'd prefer to live in a shelter to being homeless if a bed were available. And here's this one fella who said no. Some of those places have too many rules about coming and going, and some of them separate couples. Downtown L.A. Uh, he talked to Harvey. Why do you separate couples? Because you don't want uh, sweet bum love going on in your shelters. <laughs> I guess not, or people hooking up or whatever. I don't know. I don't you know? know. They can find love, but I'm still wandering the single scene. I don't. <laughs> that, that hurt my spirit a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's it. That's Sorry, a to, Wait a yeah. second. I'm I'm alone, and they're a couple. And <laughs> didn't, didn't mean to rub your face in that. Then he talked to Harvey, who said they're full of disease. He feels safer in the tent, so he's staying. Uh, then he headed out to Echo Park Lake. There's Shane Isaacson, who's a military veteran, said it's an interesting idea, but I'd rather continue living in my Jeep with my dog than move into a shelter. I'd have to get rid of my dog. Um, only one homeless person I talked to in my informal survey, David, who also lives in the park, saw it differently. Yes, he'd take the shelter bed, even though he understood why so many other homeless people might not. Um, this isn't even the question, though, of... This is do this is do you want to be completely on your own or in this shelter? Then it's a whole nother question of do you want to have a job you have to show up to every day doing something you might not love and right. and and follow rules and listen to a boss or live on the street. Right. Right. But listen to this now. You got some LA County supervisors and the mayor of Sacramento, California, both involved in homeless issues for years. They've uh, they've proposed a new approach in which the state would establish a right to shelter. If everything's a right, nothing's a right. Anyway, but to make sure there's a bed for every homeless person now camped on the streets, riverbeds, and parks, every person must have a bed, and the government must provide it. But, listen, it is here. Once the beds are available, homeless people would be forced to move inside. Said Steinberg, mm, who we have a history with. The public policy of the state must be that people live indoors. I see where you're going here. So they've figured out most of these people won't go in. Right. So if we tell them there's a place for you, you either have to go in the shelter or get out of here. Yeah. They think maybe they can get rid of them. I can't believe it. I'm sure I'll run into something that I find abhorrent because it's coming out of Daryl Steinberg's mouth. But so it's far, pretty clever. it's pretty it's, clever. And, and he has at times exhibited a little common sense on this issue. 
The look, I'm full of compassion, but this is too much. I'm sure Imagine, he's getting a lot of pressure. Here's a quote. Imagine what our communities would look and feel like if people had both a right to come inside and an obligation to come inside. Yeah. It's common sense. You'd enforce it by telling people they can't camp and removing the campsite and escorting people indoors. What that escorting would look like, I hope it's not like the two white cops on a horse with the rope around the, the black man in Galveston. That wasn't a good look. No. More on this to come. Interesting idea. It's really quite a trend, and some of these people I'm quoting are lefty lefties. Right. What's coming up in your news, Marshall? Ice raids on food processors. Is this just the first of more actions against companies employing illegals? Like like Cuisinart's? (laughs) (laughs) Is that what you meant? No, you're misunderstanding. (laughs) You better stay tuned. Yes. I'm completely confused. Oh, and how even a Marxist can't handle the Democratic Socialist get-together. So stay tuned for that. (laughs) So we've been mocking this clip. We'll play it again if you haven't heard it because it's so good. Uh, Democratic Socialist uh, Convention sort of thing get-together. And one Marxist says, all right, that's it, I'm out. (laughs) We've got to mine more from that, too. It's delicious. Also, are we finding ourselves in agreement with some of the uh, progressive leaders of Cal Unicornia on how to deal with the the bums and junkies problem? Perhaps. Uh, I got a new poll out of Iowa. I'm going to peruse that while Marshall does the news. Marshall. The El Paso shooting suspect's mother apparently called local police weeks before the shooting because she was concerned about her son owning a high-powered firearm. Now, lawyers for the family told ABC News that the mom contacted police because she was worried about her son owning the weapon given his age, his maturity level, and a lack of experience handling such a firearm. Lawyers say the mother was transferred to a public safety officer who allegedly told her that her son is 21, was legally allowed to purchase the weapon. So there you go. How do you feel about a red flag law there? Does mom, if mom calls the police and says, my son is acting nutty and he's too young for a gun, do the police get to take away his constitutional right to bear arms? As an adult. As an adult. It's a tough one, man. It's a tough nut to crack. I know plenty of people that have had nutty parents. Do those nutty parents get to decide their adult constitutional rights? That is a tough one. Largest workplace enforcement action in a single state in the nation's history played out in Mississippi yesterday. U.S. Attorney uh, Mike Hurst said 680 people suspected of being in this country illegally were detained. The raids took place at six different food processing plants. Hurst warning employers... To those who use illegal aliens for a competitive advantage or to make a quick buck. If we find that you have violated federal criminal law, we're coming after you. Yeah, I would like to address the oft-stated argument that, uh, well, these are jobs Americans won't do. Well, the answer to that is not ignore the law and import a brown underclass of underpaid labor to do our bidding. You call yourselves progressives, please. You got a couple of choices. Either go with our long-time, our long-stated philosophy... Who's going to process the chickens? Somebody or nobody or a machine. Or you change the laws. Those are your choices. Not ignore the laws and import brown people because they're lesser than white people. What? And then what that guy just said there, you you can't do this for your competitive advantage. 
You know, anybody not doing it would say, well, look, I can either do what my competitors are doing or go out of business. Those are my options. And then, you know, the the dudes that ran these plants were on the phone to their probably Republican uh, representative saying, Jim, you told me you're going to keep this from happening. What's going on here? Because it's it's you got to have both parties in on it in the way we've been describing for years. And everybody knows to allow this to go on like this all these years. And in a related story, in uh, prehistoric times, there were parrots the size of children. Gigantic parrots that could eat you alive. I'm sorry, that's a completely unrelated story. Uh But there were gigantic parrots. Practically dinosaur parrots. Could they talk? They could rip your head, clean off your neck. Could they talk? (laughs) Well, could they talk? I don't know. I wasn't there. A lot there. of parrots talk. I don't know if you've ever been around talking parrots, but... Scientists have checked for recordings left in caves and have found none. <laughs> Polly want a cracker. <laughs> Polly want a podcast. Polly going to take that cracker. <laughs> Polly just ate an antelope. Now, Jack, you referenced uh, the situation in Kashmir. Well, India's Prime Minister uh, Modi has just gone on national television in India saying... The downgrading of the Indian administrative Kashmir from a state to a federally controlled territory will help end decades of terrorism and separatism incited by their arch-rival Pakistan. And you got tens of thousands of troops in riot gear now patrolling the streets of Kashmir. So this is going on and on and on. And yeah, this is going to end badly. Away. Okay, I'll hit if you with this. At all. I'll hit you with this Iowa poll that is just out. Uh, national polls are really pretty stupid. I mean, that's not the way the contest works. It's state by state. First state is Iowa. Joe Biden continues to have a pretty big lead. He's flat at twenty seven percent. Here's where the news is made. Elizabeth Warren has more than doubled her standing in Iowa. Wow, Bernie I, Sanders I declared her dead. I was wrong. Bernie Sanders has more than cut in half. I think you. Oh. I, I think. Oh. I'm sorry. I just didn't know. The choice has been made. Yeah, the the (laughs) national polls are a lagging indicator. Here's here's what's happening. You are going to have a Biden-Warren race. That is what's going to happen. And it'll be interesting to watch. Anyway, so it's 27 for Biden. Uh, Elizabeth Warren's up to 19 now. Bernie's down to 9. Kamala Harris is at 11. Boot Mm, edge, edge. Kamala still (laughs) significant. Buy her stock at predicted.org. Buy it. Buy it today. Quick so I I can sell mine. I think it's an Elizabeth Warren, (laughs) Joe Biden race. The old pump and dump, huh? (laughs) Well, yeah, I'd just like to pump it up to somewhere close where it was worth when I bought it. (laughs) I was sure she was going to do good. I'm so dumb. (laughs) Burger King is rolling out its meatless Whopper. The burger chain has been selling the Impossible Whopper in test markets since April. The burger, of course, features a meatless patty made by Impossible Foods. Starting today, the Impossible Whopper will be available at 7,000 Burger Kings across the U.S. I'll try it. And I just want to give you an update. I'm going to make an announcement right here and now. If I am, as expected... A big scratcher winner yet again tomorrow. Instead of bringing home the bacon for the staff, we'll try and line up impossibles for everyone. Can I choose bacon? Marshall (laughs) Phillips making the impossible possible. Thank you, sir. There you go. (laughs) No, wait a minute. I'm trying to find the nutritional information on it. Um, But this is the veggie burger from Burger King. That's not the... um, 
People want the beef. Ah, there you go. Here's your uh, impossible yeah. whopper. Why the vegan meal has as many calories as a burger? Well, the the pitch is not that it's better for you. The pitch is it's not using meat anymore right. and hurting the environment. It'll taste the same, but you're not killing the planet. Well, yeah, I get that. I'm just curious, though. I'm a very there- healthy person, Jack, for now like a week and a half. Um, <laughs> and so I'm telling everyone about it they're and, gonna and have, acting smug. They're going to have trouble getting over that because I think most people are going to go in it with the expectation, oh, this must be much healthier. And when you find out it's not, you'll think, oh, I might as well eat the regular burger then. No, it's about keeping the planet from uh, uh, baking, if you believe that sort of thing. Well, okay, but I think it could also be argued that um, that it might be better for you nutritionally, too. Not not necessarily fewer calories. I'm not a calorie Me, don't guy. Do it. Um, I'll have to read more about that. But, like, how much fat's in there? Is there uh, trans fats and saturated fats? And how much sodium? All to come on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Uh, by the way, Bernie in 2016, when he was running against Hillary, yeah. he got 49.59% of the vote to Hillary's 49.84. It was basically a tie. So Bernie almost beat Hillary in Iowa with 50% of the vote. He's now down in single digits. Joe's right. The decision has been made by Iowans. We like your policies coming out of Elizabeth Warren's mouth. Right. That is, that is where it is. She's a fighter. Yeah. Well, she just seems younger. and you know, It's fine. His policies won. He's probably happy with that. But there you go. It's a Biden-Warren race in Iowa. That's your news. Um, okay. Yeah, go ahead, Marshall. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. So if we don't officially lock out the news, does anything bad happen? Or I don't know. I guess we'll find out someday. Yes. Oh, you don't even want to know. Oh, no, no. <laughs> so we'll play again the, the, this hilarious tape from the Democratic Socialists get together, and then what Marx, one Marxist says, all right, that's it, I'm out. <laughs> Which is really good. And progressive politicians saying, how about we guarantee everybody a bed? The the homeless and the bums and the junkies. And if they don't take it, we run them the hell out of town. Hmm, we may be able to talk about this together. This is going to be a good segment. Stay tuned. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Set me Just a minute. Uh, I've got a Marxist explaining why he can't go to your Democratic Socialist get-togethers. <laughs> why they just wear him out. Yeah, That's, it's yes. kind of entertaining. It is, and and I can sort of relate. And I'll, I'll maybe talk about that. But you get your Impossible Burger, you got your Beef Burger. Same calories, essentially. Might as well. Uh, total fat. There's actually one more gram in the Impossible Burger than the Beef Burger. Uh, they don't break down the fat, though, and so that's dumb. But uh, nine grams of carbs in the Impossible Burger, zero in the Beef Burger, if you're low carbonate. Mm. There's uh, 10 more grams of protein in the Beef Burger, 29.19. Fiber, fiber. Yeah, because I'm eating a burger because I want fiber. I but think I you think get a little bit in the, the Impossible. That's interesting because they're, they're, they're trying to compete like in grocery stores, too, for a burger I make at home. At Burger King, I'm not sure you're spending much time thinking about the health when you're eating at McDonald's and Burger King. I think mm. you've just set that aside for that meal. Right, yeah. It's got a lot more sodium, but that's because it's pre-seasoned, essentially, I think. It's got more B12. How, how do you feel about folate, Jack? I like a lot of it, or very little. <laughs> 
<laughs> I like folate, but it's no thiamine. That's the interesting part. So let's play this clip again, if you can, Michael. This is a little bit... I, I want to hear more of this. I'm going to listen to this on the way home today. Wait a minute. Selenium. Isn't that what uh, Iron Man used to make his suit? Because <laughs> they got plenty of that in a hamburger. Okay. I'm sorry. What you were saying? This is some uh, <laughs> one of your uh, conventions for democratic socialists. Right uh, quick point of privilege. Quick point um, of personal privilege. Yes. Um, guys, uh, first of all, James Jackson, Sacramento, he, him. I... Just want to say, can we Nobody please cares. keep the chatter to a minimum? I'm one of the people who's very, very prone to sensory overload. There's a lot of whispering and chatter going on. It's making it very difficult for me to focus. Please, can we just, I know it's, we're all fresh and ready to go, but can we please just keep the chatter to a minimum? It's affecting my ability to focus. Thank you. Thank you, comrade. Okay, is there a speaker against name, point chapter, pronoun? Point of personal privilege. Yes. Please do not use gendered language to, to address everyone. <laughs> He's upset. So we, have, so we have a clip of, like, rules they use. Let's see here rules how this sounds. Rules and standards, yes. Um, and, and additionally, with the, um, the noise issue, like, avoid hissing. Avoid waving banners, right? Um, because those, there's, there's all sorts of things. If you don't know what to do, show up these, right? I'm sure there's lots of ways that Jazz we can communicate yeah. to each other without needing to rely on something uh, that's going to hurt somebody else. We have quiet rooms that are available. There's a range of options of these, right? Please don't go into that space with anything that's like an aggressive scent, for instance, right? Aggressive scent. don't want to put scent. people in stressful situations that they don't consent to, right? And we, there are... Um, right-wing infiltrators who are trying to get in here, but it's going to be really traumatic for people if we're not making an affirmative es- effort to de-escalate each other and de-escalate ourselves, right? Take a deep breath. And feel better before you say anything. And if you, if you need to get any of, to the, any of the speeches that are on the basement floor, make sure you use the de-escalator. <laughs> <laughs> people like you will never accomplish anything. And for that, I am grateful. So here's this guy, Archie Carter, who is a Marxist-Leninist. I'm a working class. I am working class in Marxist-Leninist. I believe in a revolution of the proletariat and the usurpation of the ruling class. I am a dues-paying, was a dues-paying member of the uh, Democratic Socialists of America and started attending their rallies. It soon became clear that I had not found a political home here. This was not the party of the working class I had expected. At least that was my experience at the DSA convention in New York. It was various, uh, and it's various subchapters. Instead, its members and leadership seemed to be mostly grad students, hipster comics, and neurotic office workers. I became uncomfortable, then disenchanted, and then I stopped going to the meetings altogether. In the end, the DSA's political culture just wore me out. Its activities were generally pointless. It would take a full hour of debate just to decide when or where to hold a rally, which is a feel-good, do-nothing exercise anyway. Meetings would drag on forever in order to accommodate the neuroses of the participants and to ensure that the proceedings observed the norms of inclusivity, in quotes. Pronouns would be announced to comrades during introductions. There was a weird obsession with feminist procedures, and applause was forbidden. There is a point at which an environment becomes so inclusive, in quotes, that it's just completely alienating for average people. On a couple of occasions, I convinced a fellow worker to come along to a meeting. Afterwards, I received a polite... Thank you, followed by an apologetic admission that this just isn't my crowd. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. <laughs> he didn't, God, the neuroses on parade. Right. Uh, he didn't fit in with the college kids, professors, and green-haired activists whose fashionable intersectionality dominates DSA meetings. Wow. That's interesting. From an actual Marxist who says, I, I look, I can't. I just can't do it. <laughs> I'm about getting stuff done, people. <laughs> 
Oh, that is great. Yeah. Yeah. He showed up to the meetings and listened to the people go on and on about their pronouns. And I couldn't and help that. but notice that you referred to the working class as men and women and did not include non-binary working class members. I would like to move that in 10 minutes later. Well, now you've actually. You're, All right. I'm, I'll snap for that. Oh, I- uh, snapping really triggers me. So can we come up with something different? And now it's Boy. actually moved on to enough mainstream to be actually on the, 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 the debate stage to become president when you've got Cory Booker say, I heard someone mention uh, trans, Democratic trans, but I'm the only person on this stage standing up for African-American trans rights. Oh. And uh, surely this wave will not reach the sandcastle of logic. <laughs> surely it won't wash that far up on on the beach of life. A uh, point of order: Can we get some better building materials for our our, our logic castle? I don't think sand is a. It needs I to be just, sturdier. Anybody who's ever spent any time on a beach <laughs> realizes or knows what I'm talking about. All right, we'll have the trench here. We'll have the wall here. Then we got our sandcastle. There's no friggin' way a wave is. No, I'm hoping this wave is going to get so far and then recede and be chuckled about and and never come again. Well, I, I got to highlight more of this because this guy's complaints about the uh, the get togethers are pretty well, good. Listen, while you're scanning the jazz that, hands and the various things that are happening, on. I will tell you this: those of us of a libertarian bent have no time, and that's the oppression of the clock, and that's why we're for the elimination of clocks. Apparently, the segment is at a close. <laughs> Damn it. Well, Elizabeth Holmes here. I wanted to announce that I just married Billy Evans. I uh, figure-sticked him first to make sure that he'd live until he was at least 85. Uh, that's that. I should be out of jail by then. <laughs> now, final thoughts. Here's that's your host. Elizabeth Holmes. Here's, huh. here's your host, Joe. I'm not sure it is. Here's your host, Joe Getty. Let's get a final thought from everybody, please. It's Positive Sean Producer. Go ahead. Yeah, the uh, the DeepMind Google AI outfit that's been beating people at chess and poker and all these things, our, our, our salvation may come from the fact that it's apparently losing a lot of money in developing all this stuff. It's about $570 million loss so far in all these tests and things, so, so maybe it's just not financially possible for the AI overlords to take us over. You just said RRR. RRR. Esteemed newsman Marshall Phillips, final thought. Just a quick note, second date, second date with my new lady friend this afternoon. Congratulations. Lunch wow. Love her, is in the air. Lunch at her hey, house. I've been down this road before. I know how this turns out. Yep. Congratulations. Thank you. There's such a thing as too fast. It's none of my business. My glad <laughs> Your where final you regist- thought. Where are you registered, Marshall? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> uh, no, seriously. Uh, Burger King Beyond Meat. Uh, it's going to have to be really good for me to give up my regular beef patties. But um, hopefully Marshall wins tomorrow and I can try one for free. Uh, fabulous. Hey, Jack, do you have a final thought for us? God, I'm reading more of this screed from the Marxist about why he had to leave the Democratic Socialists. He said the biggest problem they've got is white men. As in, white men aren't allowed to speak or participate in any of the meetings. There's a name for this. It's called racial discrimination. That's the Marxist, Marxist says. Yeah. Wow. You know, maybe I'll make this my final thought. There are days that I think, you know, my silly uh, beach uh, sandcastle metaphor. There are days that I think common sense will have a resurgence. You know... Like those big, stupid baseball uh, stadiums and those ugly uniforms were hot for a while, and everybody realized those are uncomfortable and those look dumb. 
And we got back to basics. Mm. I'm hoping maybe that'll return to politics. I have those days occasionally, not often. Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday. So many people to thank. Hey, go to armstrongandgetty.com. We've got some good clicks for you, not clickbait crap. Plus, you can email us, mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. Share your thoughts. If there's something we ought to be talking about, send it along. Y'all are great at that. That's very helpful. Follow us on the Twitter, all that sort of stuff. We'll see you tomorrow. God bless America. You having a good time? Okay, I, I did not say okay. that. I've sat here for over three hour and 15 minutes. <laughs> that sucks. If you wish to leave, you may. Let me just say how very, very dismaying and disappointing. Not uh, good. And just change the channel from this mesmerizing horror show. We'll be better tomorrow than we were today. Then we heard the words. It's over for me. Adios, mofo. Okay, so we're, we're, you're, we're dismissed, is that correct? Do you want to rephrase uh, what you're doing? Just want to say, can we please keep the chatter to a minimum? Armstrong and Getty. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You may know Jackson Pollock, the painter famous for his iconic drip paintings. But what do you know about his wife, artist Lee Krasner? On Death of an Artist, Krasner and Pollock, the story of the artist who reset the market for American abstract painting, just maybe not the one you're thinking of. Listen to Death of an Artist, Krasner and Pollock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts.